Welcome to Gain That Tune. everybody it is game that tune back in the motherfucking house mm. it's uh your boy john harrington here we got john regan with us say hey hey and we got david fleming say hey hey and we got jesse moore rocking that mad santa hat say hey hey oh man it's gonna be uh it's gonna be a good show tonight man um you know if you're just joining us here on game that tune I mean, seriously, you shouldn't be just joining us by you know at this point. It's episode ninety-one. Uh, we're gonna listen to video game music. We're gonna uh, pick, we've got three songs from a game. We're gonna try and guess the games based on the songs and a little bit of trivia. Goof off, have fun, talk shit. Winner at the end of the night <clears throat> plays some bonus tunes and uh, picks the theme for the next episode. And uh, was it? It was David that won last week. And David, what is the fantastic theme that you came up for for this, our 91st episode of Game That Tune? Well, since Game That Tune is now in its 90s, I figured we should go with games from the 90s. Hell yeah. That is almost too good of a theme. Um, you know, we don't usually, uh, you know, we don't usually just have, like, fantastic you know alley-oop themes like this so you know i for a special occasion i looked up and i've got just a rundown of pop culture from the 90s starting way back in 91 i mean seriously 91 was pretty awesome man you had you know the release of the game gear uh sega cd super nintendo uh the philips cdi which we were all friends uh, fans of uh <laughs> You know, hot Christmas items that year. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles action figures. Rollerblade Barbie. Ring any bells? I'm talking to you, oh, Johnny. God. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know. This is checking all my boxes right now. Yeah. Uh, Super Soakers connects. A little game called Mist. Um, and now this got to be the you know, political that? arena. You know, the, dis- <laughs> the dissolution of the USSR and the resignation of Mikhail Gorbachev. And reports Yeltsin assuming leadership in Russia. You know what I'm saying? Oh, those yeah. were fun times. Uh-huh. <laughs> fun times. <laughs> Number one song on the pop Sounds charts familiar. that year. Everything I do, I do it for you. From who? Brian Adams. Mm. <laughs> uh, top wow. movies of the year. Uh, a little movie called The Greatest Action Movie of All Time, Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Uh, Still haven't little- seen it. <sighs> you fucking suck well, so Were we bad. still going to get Brian <laughs> Adams to call in? I don't remember. Yeah, we're going to get him for our Robin Hood Prince of Thieves podcast. Uh, you know, oh, man, it's going to be so good. Uh, you, know, you know what minimum wage was back in 91? It was $4.25 per hour. Oh, uh, so close. Yeah, I'm saying, man, we've come a long way. Uh, you know, uh, shit, man, the world population was only like 5304000000 Life expectancy in the United States was 72 years for men and 78.9 years for women. And, uh, you know, Unsolved Mysteries told the worried nation of a mysterious hum being heard by the residents of Taos, New Mexico. All that in 1991. Um, Are we going to so go through, like, every year? No. 
What? No, no, <sighs> we're not doing that. That's way too much stuff. No, no. Come on, man. You know, we got time, right? Like, <laughs> no, no, no. Game one. Awesome. Needing a little bit of trivia on this one. Oh, definitely. A little bit. Just a little scooch of that triv. Mm. So, um, let's see. In this game, the player can shoot diagonally as well as flip upside down and go backwards. 
mechanics that are uncommon in many shoot 'em ups. feeling on that not great i am feeling good because mm. i'm pretty sure i got the company from the music and then the genre let me know the game that sounds about right yeah uh, johnny how uh, you feeling i'm writing something down it's not a drawing of a penis sure it's not john Sure, it's not. It's very wrong, but... Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, let's see, John Regan says Kid Icarus, which is incorrect. Uh, Jesse says Darius Twin, also incorrect. And David Fleming, he's got it, man. It's Tailspin. Oh, yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so let's all do the Tailspin theme. Um, oh, yeah. Friends for life through thick and thin with okay. another tailspin. Tailspin. I think that was how it went. <laughs> uh, man. That's probably right. Man, oh man. I loved the cartoon <coughs> Tailspin. You know oh, what I so don't good. care for very much? The NES game Tailspin. <laughs> 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 Who here's played Tailspin, man? <laughs> I think I played a Sega Genesis version of it. I don't remember playing an NES version of it. I don't know if they're the same game or not. They are not. They uh, This game came out for several systems, and I believe only on the NES and possibly on the Game Boy was it a shoot-'em-up. On the other ones, it was a two-player platformer where you get to play as Baloo and... What was his friendly little cub friend's name? Trivia? Not Baloo. <laughs> Diddy? Diddy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Diddy no, Bear. No, it was Diddy Bear. <laughs> Something Cunningham, because Cunningham was the name of the family, but I don't remember <laughs> the kid's Kit? name. It, yeah, dude, the, the bear was Kit Cloudkicker, okay. and his mother uh-huh. was Rebecca Cunningham for some reason. Tailspin okay. was a weird show, man. Yeah, I just remember it being, like, not the Jungle Book, but using all of the characters from yeah. the Jungle Book, but exactly. then having new characters, like there was a wolf air pirate for some reason. Uh, Yeah, Don Carnage. I mean, come on. That's a great name for an airwolf. Uh, I do believe it had to be in the opening credits of the show. Baloo throws a pineapple through the propellers of the sea duck, and it hits (laughs) Doc Carnage in the snout. (laughs) Come on, that's classic cartoon comedy right there. Wasn't he Cajun, too? Probably. (laughs) I would have thought German, but I don't know. Um, Man, yeah, Tailspin. The Adventures of Baloo, constantly pantsless. Uh, and, <laughs> That's you know, how he and rolls. His cool little friend Kit, 
who had that sick ass thing. It was like you know, it was like a fan board that you could fan out yep. and then like and sky like, surf behind oh, the. Oh uh, god, the yeah. Plane, which I thought was the coolest shit, and obviously would never work. <laughs> Like, yeah, he would. Yeah, that sounds so. <laughs> it yeah. sounds very dangerous. <laughs> yeah, no, especially for like a little kid. Like, yeah, I'm just gonna grab this like ski rope behind this you know giant seaplane, and yeah, the little metal you know pipe plate on my feet will keep me in the air. Like I'm as a good. kid, that made sense to me. Uh, as an adult, I'm like, you know, my, I got a baby on the way. I can't let them try to go <laughs> sky skiing behind an airplane. That's insane. Yeah. No, I mean, You're how fast is that plane going? That plane's gotta be going like what, 150 miles an hour minimum? And, and what are the aerodynamics <laughs> like, of that little footboard? Like, because you know, I've jumped out of a plane. It, it, you feel a very quick sense of falling. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's because you didn't pirates. have the little like telescoping airfoil. Exactly. If you had that, you know, you could have done some sick ass tricks. I'm saying, man, that kid was so X Games, man. He uh, he <laughs> predicted the extreme the sports craze of the 90s. Um, and this was this was before Disney even bought ESPN. Yeah, exactly. He wasn't even advertising anything. Like it was just being really cool. Um, did the X Games exist before Tailspin? No. Okay, so I think it stands to reason that Tailspin directly helped influence the creation of the X Games. Yes, obviously. Well observed, John. You know. Uh, uh, you know, please do a deep dive into all the connections between Tailspin and the X Games. Because, you know, nope, that's the it. air sports <laughs> part of the X Games was such a big part of it. You know, they de definitely didn't eliminate that and go with just skateboarding and fucking bicycle tricks after a while. <laughs> bare necessities. Not, not initially. Yes. The X Games <laughs> bare necessities. <laughs> you <know>. See? <laughs> Things you know with what? Wheels. Okay. Um, uh, this is going to go off on a slight tangent. Hooray! As if what, we haven't gone what on one already. What were we just doing? <laughs> yeah. You know what always threw me off about this show? So, you've got Kit, right? And he's a bear. Oh, and oh, he has oh, that oh, little, like... I thought you meant our show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I've, been, I've been thrown off for 90 episodes or so. <laughs> so, you, you've got Kit, and he's a bear, and he has that little, like, tuft of hair... Which makes sense, because he's a bear, he's furry, that little part is just outgrown. And yeah. then you've got his mom, who has like a full, complete, separate hairstyle of a yeah. completely different color. Like, yeah. how does, where does that hair come from? Wig. Did, did yeah. she just like grow more of her fur and then dye it and style it? Is it a wig? It'd be is... great if it was uh, just a different wig every episode. Like, <laughs> Rebecca Cunningham is a vain, vain woman and she spends all her shipping money on wigs. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. That's a that's a very good question. You know, something just, I mean, even as a kid, I remember watching the show. Like, wait a minute, because yeah. Baloo, same thing. Like, just a little tuft of like fur. Baloo's just has Baloo. Full He's, complete you know, hair. It's, yeah. it's Baloo with a shirt and a hat. You know, so yeah, we know how he looks. Flying planes and talking, that's all good. But as soon as you start fucking with your hair, yeah. my Hairstyles? disbelief Come on goes now. out the fucking window. <laughs> that's madness. And where did King Louis even get that Hawaiian shirt? He's an orangutan. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, uh, I remember, um, there are two things I remember about this show. I remember <laughs> her hair sticking out, and I remember Baloo having a tiki, or um, King Louie having a tiki bar for some reason. Yes, exactly. It was a tiki bar slash, uh, airplane gas station. Anyway, um, so this game, you know, I'm not a huge <laughs> fan of it. I got it, uh, and actually played it for the first time in my memory. I, I feel like I might have played it at some point. It feels like an Albertsons rental. But I got it this year on that uh, Disney Afternoon Collection for PlayStation 4, 
which uh, is dope, and it's on sale right now. If you get the chance to go drop $8, you get six uh, wow. Disney games. And cool. uh, yeah, well nice. worth it. Except I hate this game. <laughs> so what? So I'm looking forward to moving on to Rescue Rangers and Ducktales and Darkwing Duck and not playing Tailspin anymore. Because man, what a frustrating game! Even with the Disney Afternoon Collection and its little rewind feature, um, it's so frustrating. <laughs> like it's just, I don't know. Like the, I you know, I haven't, I didn't get very far in the game. Because uh, of sheer frustration, but like you're playing moves a little slow and you shoot pretty slow, and the more stuff you collect in each level, you get to upgrade your stuff and your equipment. So I guess eventually you move faster and you shoot faster. But like the first couple levels are kind of a pain in the ass. Like you know, yeah, like you have to go through like it's a side-scrolling. You know, it's scrolling, and if you get the only way you really die without getting shot is you get stuck between like a wall and the scroll which is a pain in the ass. Uh, and then, you know, the, you do like a scrolling section, you do a vertical scrolling section, and then you have to fight a boss, and the, it's like a submarine that's shooting sick-ass torpedoes in the air. And, you know, it's really hard when it's like the first level and you can shoot like one bullet every three seconds. Like, it takes mm. a long time to beat this first boss. And, uh, you know, but yeah, I assume the game gets a little easier as you keep, as you continue playing, and I need to keep going on it. But, uh, I don't know, it's just, you know, I feel like this is one of those games where if I was playing it as a kid, I never would have gotten past, like, the second level. I would have felt a big sense of accomplishment for beating this submarine boss. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, it, it is cool, though. It's got the, uh, you know, it's, like, got the diagonal shooting, and you can press a button to literally flip upside down and, like, go back in the level to pick up more treasure and stuff. Oh, that's but cool. The yeah. one problem is, it's an NES game, and guess what happens when you go back? Enemies, Enemies respawn. Enemies respawn! Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was going to be like, once you get to the end of the current screen, you can't go further back. No, no, that, you know, that you can do. You can totally go back, like, you know, on that first level where there's, like, a, a horizontal, then a vertical, then a horizontal. Like, you can go back as much as you want in the horizontal scrolling sections, but the enemies respawn as you go back, and then as you go forward again. So the game oh, gets super extra hard and busy as fuck if you do too much of that. <laughs> like, so it's a little tricky and a bit of a pain in the ass. But like, you know, if you're playing it nowadays and you're playing it on this collection, like it's it's worth a shot. But I feel like it's not Capcom's best Disney licensed game. You know, I feel like Ducktales and Rescue Rangers are still better. You know, but it's cool they were trying something different. Uh, you know, I would have liked to have played the one where it is like a side-scrolling platformer as opposed to a shoot 'em up. Like I was thinking as I'm playing this, I'm like, you know, this would be really cool if it was like two platforming levels where you're playing as Baloo and Kit, and then you get like either a bonus stage where you fly the plane or like an in-between stage where you fly the plane. Like, there's too much plane flying and it's not perfect, but like <laughs> they could have they could have done a little mix, you know. Just spice it up just a little bit with some platforming sections, and I think it could have been something really special. But instead, it's something remarkably frustrating. And it frustrates me because I loved Tailspin when I was a kid. <laughs> you know, I don't want to have any, uh, you know, I don't want to have any negative memories of Tailspin. You know, because I barely have any memories left of Tailspin. I can, you know, I was like really having to Google like the cast of Tailspin today. I'm like, okay, you know, it really was just Jungle Book with an airplane. <laughs> Fuck, I'm getting old. <laughs> like, 
But it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't even like, <laughs> there were a lot of new characters. Because I remember Shere Khan is there, Baloo is there, yeah, King yeah, Louie yeah. is there, and I think that's it. Like, you don't get any of the wolves, you don't get Ka, yeah, you don't no, get any of the elephants. No, no Mowgli. You know, yeah. yeah, no, no Mowgli. <laughs> God, that'd be, be great if you know, eventually Tailspin goes to, like, America or just, you know, any continent of humans. <laughs> that would have been amazing uh, if, like, Mowgli just showed up into Tailspin and was like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> Baloo just cracks open a crate and Mowgli comes rolling out like, hey, man cub, what are you doing here? <laughs> like, uh, I couldn't afford a plane ticket, so I had to ship myself home. <laughs> Don't tell anybody. It's like that episode of The Simpsons where I made a fake license. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's complicated. <laughs> No, no, I don't like this at all. <laughs> no, no, no people on uh, on Tailspin. Uh, no, Tailspin no. is basically <laughs> just the Jungle Book meets Doctor Doolittle. No, yeah. not Doctor Doolittle. Um, Doctor Moreau. Also good. <laughs> Whoa. I, like, I like the idea that Mowgli is delivering a bunch of wigs from the wig sphere for uh, Kip Cunningham or whatever her name is. Yeah. That's it. Mowgli is delivering the wigs to Rebecca. That's what her hair is. <laughs> hey, Mowgli, how'd you like to deliver 500 Big Macs to King Louis Island? <laughs> uh, all right. Fuck Maybe yeah, he's like the last great. human alive, you know. Hey. The great human oh, animal war. <laughs> Yeah, it's the rise of the planet of the tailspin. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Mowgli's the, the one person in the resistance. We now, need that's this. the sequel series that we need. <laughs> we need this in-between movie series. Come yeah, on, Disney. Exactly. It's going to be like the Rogue One of the tailspin saga. <laughs> like, <laughs> what happened to all the humans? <laughs> Moog One. <laughs> Good night, yeah. everybody. Oh, yeah, man, that's too. the title. <laughs> Avant-garde, I think. Yes. Oh, I like it.
Huh. Hmm. Cool. A lot of a lot of noise in that track. <laughs> well, it's uh, part of the hardware. <laughs> so, anyone want a little trivia for this game? Please. Okay. Um, I have to be very careful with my word choice here. <laughs> so, the previous game in this series, when you got a power-up or changed your weapon, it changed your character's color. However, this game was on the Game Boy and couldn't do that. So, when you changed your weapon, your actual weapon physically changed. And when you got a power-up, your character's clothing got a physical difference. Uh, Those two differences have carried on to every other game in this series. Excellent selection, Hope- David. As I say, hopefully that last song helps because it's probably the most recognizable <laughs> song from this game. It helped, but right. not as much as knowing the system and the handy Google results. <laughs> <laughs> so who has some answers? All right, so everyone has a different answer. Jesse says Castlevania Two: Belmont's Revenge, sadly incorrect. Um, John says, or John Regan says Mega Man for Game Boy, the first one, incorrect. 
John Harrington is the correct answer with Metroid 2 Return of Samus. Nice. Yeah. I almost so, yeah. was going to go with one of the Mega Man games, and I was like, wait, nothing that happened in the Game Boy Mega Man series carried on to the future Mega Man games, so that can't be it. <laughs> like, so yeah, in... Um, in the first Metroid on the NES, when you select missiles, Samus's arm cannon would turn like a teal blue color. But oh, this one, yeah. like the end of it, opens up, which carried on in That's every game. Right. And then when Samus gets the various suit, this is the first game that introduces her big round shoulder balls. Yeah, I love them shoulder balls, man. It's a cool look. <laughs> For some reason, I was thinking whip color. <laughs> you know. It would've, yeah, it would have been cool if it went from whip color to, like, uh, something on the end of, like, you know, like the flail, like a mace ball or, uh, you know, something like that. But, uh... Because it does, it does turn into, like, from a whip to, like, a chain whip and stuff. Right. Yeah. But, yeah, with Game Boy stuff, you got to make some real distinct changes. <laughs> like, we're working with some limited resources here. <laughs> you got to, you know, really be you able to convey... four greens. With, yeah, exactly. Four <laughs> shades of green and, like, no pixels. So, uh, well, that's, I mean, yeah. there's a, a lot of people... Some of the criticisms about this game are that it's difficult to maneuver and it's easier to get hit, but it's just because they had to make Samus's sprite, like, twice as big so that you could get the detail on the Game Boy screen. Right. <laughs> yeah. Now, I, I never actually played this back in the day on Game Boy, which is funny because, you know... Like, I went. I never really played much of the original Metroid because it was inscrutable, but, like, I played the shit out of some Super Metroid, and it always said on there, Metroid 3, Super Metroid. I'm like, oh, yeah, there was a Metroid 2. Eh, too bad I'm never going to play that. <laughs> <laughs> Even back then, it's like, ah, oh, it's just lost to the Game Boy. No thanks. You or, know, like, I'm Metroid who? Glad. Yeah. <laughs> Metroid, huh? Uh, <laughs> I'm really glad they um. remade this because I... You know, the 3DS version of this now looks very cool, and I need to pick it up and play it, because, uh, yeah. I was going to say, they, they just remade it for 3DS. I highly recommend that version, rather than, like, the Virtual Console Game Boy version. Yeah. Um, there you have it. David says new games are better than old games. Oh, yeah, take hey. that, retro games. <laughs> um, mainly because <laughs> the... This game is fun and enjoyable... <laughs> But it has the same problems as the NES Metroid, but worse, because yeah. it's also inscrutable, it's also difficult to see where you're going, and it's on the Game Boy, so all of the areas look identical. Hope you like, have it's paper. very easy to get lost in this game. Yeah, fuck that. Like, ugh. Uh, they did add save states, it does make it a little easier. Um, and you do kind of... Because I don't know what makes... The, the planet do this, but you're exploring SR388, the homeworld of the Metroids, and as you kill Metroids, there's lava and, like, toxic water in the planet, and once you hit a certain number of killed Metroids, it decreases so you can go further in. Oh. I don't know why the planet's topography changes because you're killing things that live on it, but that's how it works. Sounds like some fern gully shit. Like, it's getting upset with you for <laughs> killing all of its creatures. <laughs> yeah, you, you showed up going on this, like, Metroid genocide, and the planet's just really not happy about it. <laughs> yeah. And so Tim Curry's going to yell at you, and, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, I mean, I love the fact that, like, this whole game is basically Samus committed. She's running a species to extinction. 
Like, yeah. she is single-handedly responsible for wiping out Metroids. Except it's for an, one. It's an evil species. <laughs> like, let's just be <laughs> real here. They, you know, are, are they abominations, or are they just, like, terrible, like, life-force-sucking species? Because either way, I mean, come on, like... <laughs> Let I mean, they're go. basically living weapons. Like, they were made to be weapons. Yeah, okay. You know, I couldn't remember in the canon if they were, like, a manufactured species. But, yeah. Like, they're abominations, and they deserve to be, uh... They deserve <laughs> to be wiped out. It's like... It's they're, like that uh, new trailer for that... against God. <laughs> it's like that trailer for the fucking, uh... The new Jurassic World that, that's coming out. Have you guys seen that yet? You know, they're... They're mm. having the fucking debate about whether or not, like, you know... Should these animals be protected? Like, the island's gonna have a volcano go off on it. No, they shouldn't be fucking protected. They're abominations, and they killed a lot of people. Like, <laughs> wipe them out! <laughs> There's no question you should kill all Metroids. <laughs> like, Gotta need just something. Like, oh, so, man. So, be so basically what you're saying is that Metroid <laughs> needs Jeff Goldblum to say, you know, yeah. uh, uh, Metroids had their chance. Right. Uh, um... <laughs> Metroids find a way, and <laughs> we need to. You know, if we're not careful, they'll be here after us. Wasn't that like, one baby Metroid pretty okay though? Yeah. I mean, yeah. And see, I feel like the baby Metroid is a plot point from Metroid Two that I'm not aware of because, you know, like it just kind of it happens in Super Metroid and it grows real big, and I feel no real connection to it. So it's got to be part of this game. But uh, see, that's one of the things. Like this game is. If you if you're looking at like the story of Metroid, like the series as a whole, this is one of the most important games, and nobody has played it. Which is why I'm really glad they did that 3DS remake, because yeah. this is where Samus finds the baby Metroid that saves her in Super Metroid, right. and I think is the same Metroid that they get the vaccine out of for Metroid Fusion. So like, uh -huh. this game starts everything, but it was on the Game Boy, so nobody played it because um, it was really hard to get through. Yeah, but it was so. fun. I mean, it was your typical like Metroid exploring, shooting action. This is the game that gave us the spider ball, where you could crawl up on the walls. That was mm -hmm. cool. Mm -hmm. Shoulder balls and spider balls, man. The legacy <laughs> of Metroid Two. You know, Metroid Two, nothing but balls. All them balls. The mess. Yeah. The mess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, did Nintendo take their lesson from this, like, and just stop releasing canon sequels onto handhelds, like? You know, is is anything that has happened in the Mario Land series of any consequence to the Mario canon, if there is a Mario canon? No. Um, yeah. Wario. Ooh. Yeah, big, big deal. Yeah. yeah. Big deal to Mar Wario? He's, like, one of the most famous characters and now. To, yeah, answer the second, <laughs> to answer the second part of your question, canons have always been a huge part of Mario games, so there is a Mario canon. <laughs> Talking Double about mic drop. The ones that shoot bullet bills? Uh-huh. Okay. And the ones that shoot Mario in Mario 64. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. That one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well played, sir. <laughs> you may you may give yourself a my man. My man. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, man. Once I, again, yeah. I can't stress enough. I'm so glad that's on the soundboard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ah, um... But yeah, uh, fun, yeah, no, but like fact. seriously, did they, did they just stop putting cannon on get on handhelds after this? Because like, you know, first for like Switch, Metroid being one of the only games that Nintendo makes that's like real super duper story heavy for a time, you know, 
this really was confusing to not have any of the context from this game like going forward in this series. <laughs> like, well, it, actually, I think this is only one because like Mario Land was a weird spin-off side story. Link's Awakening was a weird spin-off side story. Um, Kid Icarus didn't even come out in Japan, <laughs> so sounds important. <laughs> Uh, yeah, okay. I mean, good. I don't good. I don't think it was until the DS Zelda game that they, like, story mattered on the handhelds, and those were still just a continuation of Wind Waker. Right. And the Final Fantasies on Game Boy are just other games with the name Final Fantasy. Hell <laughs> right. yeah. yeah. Man, I hope somebody brought Final Fantasy Adventure tonight. I'm ready to talk about Proto Secret of Mana. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, uh, fuck. Fun fact, I just Go for I, it. I always Fun feel fact, like boy. this is interesting because Metroid 2, I feel like, is like like you're saying, like nobody actually played it, right? But so the Super Game Boy for the Super Nintendo, um, a lot of Game Boy games had enhancements when played on the Super Game Boy, and Metroid 2 did not. Metroid 2 was made well before the Super Game Boy. So instead the Super Game Boy has enhancements for Metroid 2 built into it. Like, it detects as Metroid 2, and it picks color palettes that make sense to make it look like NES Metroid, and you get a custom background or whatever, and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. And it, it's always kind of like, well, why, though? <laughs> like, nobody played this game. <laughs> yeah, well, but one, they, one of the things that I think was hilarious is man. I actually, <laughs> like, somewhere in my collection I have a Nintendo Power from ages ago where they were advertising Metroid 2 DX, because when the Game Boy Color came out, they they re-released certain games that would take advantage of it. Like uh, Link's Awakening had a brand new color dungeon. They never released Metroid 2 DX. They were like, <laughs> "Hey, we're gonna do this." Ah, screw it. Yeah, <laughs> we uh, yeah, we got you know other things to do. You know, we asked some, we asked our uncle at Nintendo if anybody cared about Metroid 2, and he said no. So, you know, we're just not gonna do that. But uh, yeah, man, good pick, good game. Yeah, possibly good. Good remake of a game now that I think we yeah. all need to play. <laughs> like, say like, don't play the original, but if you could play the remake, play the remake. Can't wait. <laughs> I, it's on my list. But uh, yeah, awesome pick. You know, uh, you know, again, shoulder balls and spider balls. That's uh, that's what oh, I'm taking away from the game. <laughs> Let's move it on, man. Game three.
Neat. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> Probably thought that was going somewhere, didn't you? Yeah. It wasn't. <laughs> yeah, but great. I was enjoying the beat. Yeah. Um, yeah, funky, funky music for this funky, funky game. Um, this is our fan request for the evening. This one oh. comes to us from Occasional Game That Tune co-host, David Wyland. And, man... Well, that gives it away. Yep, it should. Uh... This game is based on three stories from what popular collection of stories? Is uh, racking your brain on popular story collections that were <laughs> turned into NES games? Uh, yeah, actually, I think I have Wait. a good idea. <laughs> Wait, hang on. I think I have. Sorry. That last song kind of gave it away, I think. Oh. I had to oh, change yeah? my answer last huh. minute. Okay, I'm ready. Let's have it then. Uh, Jesse says Monkey Island 2, which is unfortunately incorrect. John and David both get it. It's Bible Adventures. (laughs) Uh, Damn you, David Wyland. (laughs) Like, come on. (laughs) Uh, So, Bible Adventures, who played it? I think if I... (laughs) What I like is that I'm pretty sure my shirt... Matches the cartridge color. <laughs> it might. Yeah. Yeah. John, I are you this a... was one of the like unlicensed ones, wasn't it? Oh yeah. Oh yes. It was not licensed. <laughs> um, it's funny. I, I was reading like about the that. The game was better than the book. 
<laughs> uh, man, yeah. The book had a little bit more meat on the bones. <laughs> like, uh, I feel weird describing the Bible. Like, I'm not religious at all, but I feel weird describing the Bible as a cl- popular collection of stories. Like, I mean, it's not, not wrong. <laughs> I, it's, it's the most popular collection of stories. It's a bunch of stories collected. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I said nothing as to the whether they are fictitious or not. I'm not here to get into that. It's a collection of stories. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like it is, um, <laughs> and that's how we word our trivia. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I almost made the trivia something to do with the fact that this was an unlicensed game, and as such, the cartridge had to like hack the NES in order to be played, because um, there was some kind of like chip in the NES that you know gave Nintendo control over everything, but unlicensed cartridges would include things to, uh, like, do a voltage spike when the system comes on and disable the chip so that they could be played in the system. Yep, uh, it was called the so, NES-10 chip. Yeah, and so I'm just picturing, like, somebody programming a Bible game and then somebody being like, hey man, I can't get this to play on the NES. <laughs> you know, I think they've got some kind of chip that's designed to, you know, keep unlicensed software off the system. They're like, well, fuck that. You know, the kids are going to need Bible adventures. Let's <laughs> hack this bitch. <laughs> like, and so they came up with some roundabout way of, uh, you know, sneaking unlicensed software onto the system. And it was the Bible. So I don't know if that's like, uh, I don't know if it's a good thing, bad thing, hypocritical, or what. Like, they broke, they broke Nintendo's laws to put the Bible into the NES. I don't know. I feel like that's pretty but, on par with, you know. Yeah, you know, it's Old Testament for sure. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah zapping yeah. things with electricity just kind of makes sense, I think. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> could, could you use a Game Genie with uh, Bible Adventures? Hmm. You know, I don't know. Unlock Jesus mode. With Bible Adventures. That'd be so good. Unlock God mode and Bible Adventures. <laughs> <laughs> uh... <laughs> You just the game plays itself while you watch and don't help. Um, <laughs> oh, dude! But yeah. So, has anybody ever actually played this? <laughs> no, I've only seen no. videos. I'm, I, I I'm thought maybe Johnny about had, it, and it. They eventually made a Genesis remake of it. <laughs> oh, really? I didn't know that at all. <laughs> oh, wow! In 1995, a Sega version of Bible Adventures. We'll get there. Oh yeah! Can't wait. Ugh. <laughs> uh, but I'm yeah. reading about it and like the description of it and the way that it's going through about the gameplay. It makes it sound far better than I'm sure it actually is. Yeah, no, I don't think it's good at all. And I love the fact that a lot of people criticize it for being a ripoff of Super Mario Brothers 2. <laughs> like, you can go around and like pick stuff up if and throw only. it. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, that's pretty generous. Like, you know, that's not all that Super <laughs> Mario Brothers 2 was. Like, well, that's, I was reading about it and the the. One of the stories, or I guess levels, is based on Baby Moses, and your goal is you're playing Moses' sister, so you have to pick up Moses and carry him through the level. And it says, if the player completes the level without Moses, the game says, good work, but you forgot Baby Moses, and you have to replay the level. Yeah, you missed the point of this level. It's just like Yoshi's Island. Oh, God. You know, but yeah, and there's uh, like a Noah level where you can pick up animals and I guess take them to the ark. 
and you know you can like stack them. It's kind of it's like kind of Mario Odyssey esque, like the Goombas you can stack. It's just like <laughs> Noah carrying a stack of animals all the way to the ark, which seems really fun. <laughs> like See, for a second, uh, I thought you were gonna say that like. Noah has, like, a little hat that he can throw into animals to control them, which would have been awesome. Dude, man, if Mario Odyssey secretly had ripped off Bible Adventures, I would be so happy to learn that. Like, No, I would yeah. play the hell out of this game if the Noah's Ark section was just Noah taking control of various animals to use their abilities to get through the level. Yes, that too. But, like, you know, years later, like, you know, fucking Koizumi or whoever's directing, like, Mario Odyssey at this point plays Bible Adventures and be like, that's a really, really good mechanic. I like that. <laughs> I think we could work with that. All right. <laughs> what if I took it out of this Bible context, though, and put it in more of a New Donk City context? Like, okay, yeah, I see where you're going with that. And then, of course, the last level is David and Goliath. And <laughs> the first part of the level, you herd sheep and protect them from things. And then eventually you have to fight Goliath. And how do you beat Goliath? One hit to the head. <laughs> like, oh man. It's just like the Bible came to life in your hands. And man. I also never realized this game was not sold in like retail stores because it was unlicensed. This was sold at like Christian bookstores around the country. <laughs> so, that's oh, nice. Really funny. <laughs> oh god yeah so that, that, yeah. that so, so like yeah you're 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 like kind of religious aunt goes to a christian bookstore to try to yep. find you something and gets you this game yeah oh. they're like yeah exactly i'm shopping for a seven-year-old you know what do you think uh what do you think a young man who i'm trying to seduce to the bible would like and they're like we got just the thing we got uh, this game that has the potential to break his nintendo <laughs> you should exactly you should buy this. <laughs> we yeah. got this hot ticket you know our our finest video game programmers have been at work on this for years. Ah, <laughs> like, oh, I, I just love it. It's uh, I, If it's I'm not mistaken, NES the same travesty. company did Super 3D Noah's Ark for Super Nintendo later on. Sounds about right. <laughs> and that game had an amazing way of defeating the Super... So it was one, it's the only unlicensed Super Nintendo game ever. Yeah, I saw and, that on a list earlier uh, when I was looking up stuff about this like unlicensed nes games all these games and unlicensed snes games so super 3d noah's ark like huh and okay. it bypasses it by just doom it, uh, wolfenstein 3d and <laughs> the way it defeated the um uh, uh unlicensedness of it was it had a, a cartridge port in the top they had to put a actual licensed game into <laughs> like and it would Whoa. use <laughs> so it would use that to bypass the lockout it, it, it used lock-on lock on technology. technology. <laughs> it, did, it did. So what if oh you didn't have another my game? God. <laughs> 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 oh that's genius. <laughs> It'd be so good if it was like Sonic and Knuckles, where it just like <laughs> added Noah's Ark into whatever game you plugged into it. <laughs> oh man, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so I'm reading about um Super 3D's Noah's Ark, and it just says, according to rumors. Id Software, angered with Nintendo of America's censorship of the SNES version of Wolfenstein 3D, gave the source code for that game to the company as a revenge so Hell that they yeah. could make an unofficial clone just to piss off Nintendo. Oh, that makes me super <laughs> That's happy. kind of amazing. Yeah, because yeah, because that was going to be my other thing. Is like, are you serious? Like the, these like Christian video game developers, you know, just hacked up Wolfenstein and like replaced the Nazis with, you know, fucking Noah's Ark animals or something. Like, <laughs> You're hitting goats with slingshots and like knocking them out so that you can get them on the boat. 
Yeah, that's really odd. But no, the fact that Doom, or like the, you know, fucking id Software gave them their blessing is even better. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, God. You know, that's, uh, that's fucking excellent. You know, yeah, you but, know, the uh, more I think about it, the more this this company, Wisdom Tree, like, they're badass. Like, <laughs> yeah. there's doing what they want, fuck the rules, fuck the law. You know, exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know. They don't take no shit from any man. They, you know, they're operating above the laws of man. <laughs> yeah. They're on a mission We're- from Gad. Yeah. <laughs> you beat me to it, damn it. Yes! <laughs> God, if the bombs were programmers. Um, but yeah, so we've talked way too long about this because uh, I also used the only three songs from Bible Adventures. So <laughs> the background music in this section of the podcast is going to be really fucking annoying. Um, <laughs> so yeah, Bible Adventures... That's a thing that happened. Thanks a lot, David Wyland, for requesting this, you fuck. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Let's, uh, let's keep it going, Johnny. Game four. Fuck. Yeah.
So, um, I thought this was pretty cool trivia. Um, Moto, wait, Moto Aki Taka Nouchi is a composer for this game. <laughs> and, um, some of the track names which are seen in the sound test, such as the Gate of Delirium, To Be Over, and Close to the Edge, seem to pay homage to British rock band Yes, as those were names of songs performed by the band. In addition, Talk to the Wind could very well be a reference to the song by King Crimson. Vital Signs could be a reference to Canadian rock band Rush. Time to Kill could be a reference to the 1970s British band UK. And Firebird could be reference to Igor Stravinsky's Firebird Suite. Hmm. Guys, how you feeling? Terrible, but into the yeah. into the music. Good tunes. Yeah, music's great, but I got nothing. It's a Genesis game. <coughs> that I do have. that. <laughs> um. Oh, coincidentally, this might help. It came out in 1991. Um. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that might help. <laughs> okay. It's right, let's see him. <laughs> let's see. Johnny says Bible Adventures for Genesis. That's that wrong. was 1995, dumbass. <laughs> John says Mystic Fighter. That's wrong. And David says Jewel Master. That's correct. What? Damn. Yeah. The uh, what I like to jokingly dub the Ringo Star Simulator because you go around collecting various rings, and uh, Ringo stars. loves rings. But, um, yeah, this game is pretty cool. It's, a uh, like a side-scrolling action game, and you get rings, and you, uh, equip different rings to your different fingers, and so, like, the A button uses the ring on your right hand, and the B button uses the ring on your left hand, and so, Whoa. like, you can, like, mix and match your rings, so you could be like, okay, with these two rings, I can now shoot a spread of fireballs, or I can have, like, lightning shoot this way, or I can make, like, an ice shot or something, so it's... I, th- I think it's a pretty cool game, especially for its time, to be able to, you know, mix yeah. powers like that and stuff. That sounds dope. Uh, I'm trying yeah. to think of, like, you know, I was trying to think of another game with, like, mixing of fucking weapons, and my mind went straight to, uh, fucking Gunstar Heroes. Oh. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> uh, but yeah, fucking Gunstar Heroes, you can do that. Like, you collect a green power-up and an orange power-up, and it changes things, so you're shooting, like, you know, homing fireballs or whatever, like... Yeah. But, uh, that sounds super cool, but no, what the fuck, Jewel Master? 
yeah, never heard of this in my life. <laughs> Yeah, Sound, I didn't know about yeah. it until a couple years ago, but it's 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 pretty cool. I, I mean, if you got a Genesis, this is a game you should probably look for because it's. I mean, it's it's not like like um. Some of the level design is a little lacking, you know, and sure. it can be a little you know kick to the dick hard just because it's an old game. But I mean, other than that, so like, it looks good. It's it's pretty fun. It kind of plays like a slower Castlevania almost. Right, yeah. I'm looking at screenshots of it now. It's got, you know, I don't know, maybe like a little act razor type vibe, you know, like just side-scrolling, yeah. probably, you know, fun side-scrolling stuff, but you get custom rings, so that's, yeah. uh, that sounds so dope. Like, just, you know, makes it cool for, you know, young guys playing Sega games to, you know, care about jewelry. I know. Like, <laughs> it's definitely huh. a hidden gem, I believe. Oh, <laughs> man! <laughs> And Thank you, John. I knew you would do it. Uh, <laughs> huh. Yeah. <laughs> the live stream just totally missed that because I accidentally had OBS pulled up. And when I hit I, it switched scenes on me because I had it. So it switched <laughs> to the intro scene where we have no audio. <laughs> God damn nice it. Nice job, man. Uh, really I can't crushing have that in the foreground. I always forget that. Ay, ay, ay. Huh. Well, yeah. So... <laughs> That's for me. I, Once David more for the people in the back. Off, but he did do yeah. some art for this game at one point. Oh, cool! Yeah, some you know, I guess he had to go throw up, you know, just to express his disgust over Jewel Master. David's definitely never done artwork for this game. He hates it so much. He was just shitting in anger. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> he was gonna go angry pee in the corner of the room. <laughs> angry he pee. He didn't want to talk about Jewel Master. <laughs> And Jesse, he's still can you make that? About it. Jesse, can you make that face again? <laughs> <laughs> really clinch up there. Can that just be uh, the, your see, face for the rest of the night? <laughs> see, this is, is what I get for having the decency to not pee in an empty beer can. <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah. Uh, peeing in an empty container, you know, during the show is a significant part of this show's like rich heritage. <laughs> like, you just do what you got to do. Anyway, gave that tune lore. <laughs> David, talk to us about Jewel Master. Tell us about the uh, tell us about your artwork, man. Um, yeah, because when this game came out, I was like, this sounds really familiar. We were giving the trivia. It's like, okay, that doesn't matter. wait. Didn't I draw? Didn't you do a video on this game? Yeah. Didn't I draw for this <laughs> game? Hell yeah. I think I remember this. I was just like, I feel somewhat confident. Good. So I'm, I'm assuming you wouldn't just draw it without playing it. So give us the rundown, man. Tell us the story of the Jewel Master. Who is How this fast person? did you beat it? Yeah. Six hours. <laughs> That's hey terrible. I watched a well, long well, play. You know, it was like um, 31 minutes. I, I had to. Uh, I had to get a Genesis. That took some time. Oh, I right. see. So Make you sure, like, started, all the... like once you woke up and decided to play it. Okay, David, yeah. start yeah. to yeah. finish time is six hours. Yeah, right. He had to take an angry dump at some point. Yeah, we just seen game again. That takes a couple of minutes, no matter what he's doing, even if he's recording a podcast. Um, but yeah, <laughs> so that added some time. <laughs> you know, you got to factor in travel time. You know, the time it takes for David to write a check. Because we all know that he doesn't use a debit card. <laughs> at a flea market. He finds yeah. it at a flea market. <laughs> yeah, Three the bucks. Chicago flea market. Cool. Yeah, David went, wrote a check. Swap me. 
Wait, you is know. that Jewel Master at your flea market table? Y'all take personal checks, right? Yeah, Okay, exactly. good. We are good, set. Good. For three dollars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, crap. I forgot my checkbook. Now I've got to take a train home. Uh, definitely not really just emulate this game. This is adding to my time. Yeah. I oh, really want to try that. I really want to take my checkbook to a flea market. <laughs> and they'll take it. They'll take it and steal your fucking identity with it. Like, <laughs> 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 that bank account is real. theirs. Um, yeah. Don't trust flea market folk, John. They're they're dangerous. Um <laughs> We yeah, were beaten uh, yeah. by the best, son. Yeah. You said <laughs> we were beaten by the best. Exactly. We were beaten by the Jewel Master. You didn't see what <laughs> I said. We were beaten by the Jewel Master. Um, <laughs> Jesse, is there anything to say about this game besides pretty good music and uh, kick-ass rings? Does um, Sonic know this game exists? Because this seems like a Sonic <laughs> thing. No. Yeah, well, I can think of another game Different that involves rings. rings. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, you collect rings. Really? Those are more like onion rings than that one. Yeah. <laughs> the jewels oh, sound man. pretty similar to Chaos Emeralds. <laughs> yep. Also bit. good. Collect rings to get jewels. Well, they might have been stones. ripping off Sonic the whole time. And, you know, so you, who'd you say composed the soundtrack? Was it Jewel? Um, <laughs> Close. Uh, my, uh, man. I'm reaching here. <laughs> Motoaki Takanouchi. Awesome. Uh, he, just, he's done a lot of Sega stuff, and uh, he's really into like prog rock, and which this makes sense. Yeah, I love the idea of the final boss of Jewel Master actually just being Thanos with the Infinity Gauntlet. <laughs> That'd that be also cool. is a good idea. Yeah, or Jewel. One of these. Yeah, Jewel with the yes. Infinity Gauntlet. <laughs> like you come up on a clearing, and there's a camper van, and there's Jewel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was just imagining like. Jewel on stage with an acoustic guitar strumming while wearing the Infinity Gauntlet. Yes. Yeah. No. Phase <laughs> one, one doesn't think of fun when Dear saving Mars. one's soul, but this does put a smile on my face. <laughs> phase one, you gotta fight the camper van. Phase two, Jewel comes out. <laughs> yeah, suplex Jewel's camper. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Her final <laughs> attack is yodeling at you. This is one of our least relevant discussions of all time. I love it. And I love it. <laughs> Only 90s kids will get all these Jewel and Jewel Master references. <laughs> like, ah, man. Um, so, yeah, cool. Jesse, uh, anything else on uh, Jewel Master? The uh, obvious, um, you know, super hit. From, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I can't keep it going. I, you know, uh, I'm excited to be talking about this game, but no, you know, I can't even act like we're talking about it. I feel uh, like we haven't mentioned Home Improvement enough this episode. That's true, that was, John. That was out in '91. Yeah. What? Why was this not <laughs> Tool Master? Um, <laughs> which also would have been a good game, like uh, the sequel to Power Tool Pursuit. You know, <laughs> Tool Master. No, uh, see, that's that's the where big you can combine twist two ending. tools. <laughs> Jewel comes out from her camper with her guitar, puts the Infinity Gauntlet on, grabs the microphone, <laughs> and then says, arr, 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 arr. Yes, she <laughs> When she puts on the gauntlet, she turns it to Tim Allen. <laughs> yes, and she, she oh, puts no. on the gauntlet. Combines two, <laughs> combines two power tools to get more power, and then you know, confusingly, Jewel Master's like. 
the fuck? I thought you had the Infinity Gauntlet. And she says, no, this is the Tim-finity Gauntlet. Uh. <laughs> and then summon then an army of owls Thank you. to attack you. Yeah. No, 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 no. The camper van turns into owl. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, you're really hung up on this camper van thing. <laughs> I'm not sure. I just think they're neat. <laughs> I just think Jewel is neat. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, Jewel Master, dope game, dope soundtrack. Could have been improved by all of our nonsense. Uh, so, yeah, not many games are improved by our hot nonsense, but this one, you know, they maybe should have listened to us. Yeah, let's uh, let's get that time gem and go back in time and fix Jewel Master with the uh, proper level of Marvel and Tim Allen related ridiculousness. <laughs> but until we get, to but only time. at the very last level, like it's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> everything else should be standard. You know what you expect, and then all of a sudden this yeah. train wreck takes <laughs> a hard right. <laughs> <Holy God. laughs> really goes off the rails, like. Oh, you think you're the jewel man? Okay, I'm, not, I'm gonna stop doing it. We've, we've tangented enough on uh, on this one, Johnny. What Quick do we game got? Game. Five. Interesting. They all said. Hmm. So let's see here. 
Are you guys ready for some trivia? Oh, so bad. Please. All right. This was the first game released under the LucasArts brand. Former games by the studio were released under Lucasfilm Games. Uh, so this marks the first appearance of the iconic gold guy LucasArts, you know, logo. Yes, iconic. I like that song because it's like three songs in one. <laughs> yep. 
All right. You guys got some answers? Oh, yeah. Let's see here. Uh, John's holding his way too close to the camera, and I'm having a hard time reading David's. Um, all right. Everybody says Monkey Island 2 LeChuck's Revenge, which is correct. <laughs> cool finally got a hat trick tonight yeah um, yeah so uh yeah 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 uh <laughs> talk amongst yourselves i didn't play pc games in the 90s so uh this uh, this whole monkey island craze was lost on me and boy was it a craze the most popular Same. game series of all time monkey island goodbye it I think it's really popular. I, <laughs> I don't appreciate the sarcasm. <laughs> I, I didn't say anything sarcastic. <laughs> um, uh, Jesse, have you ever played any of the Monkey Island games or David? No. I I've played one brief. Oh, man. All right. Well, the Monkey oh, Island games Jack. are one, a lot of fun. They're point and click adventure games. Um, which, you know, we really don't see that anymore nowadays. And uh, there's, I don't know if there's a reason for that or if just, I don't know, maybe it's just not popular anymore. But So the, um, the decline of mice. Uh, I think it's the rise of touchscreens, John. Well, that's the thing, though. See, you can play this on touchscreens. They've ported these games to everything under the sun. Yeah. Um, yeah, like you can actually... So, interesting technical tidbit. These games are all made using a, uh, a, a programming thing called Scum. And some people reverse engineered it and released an open source thing called scum vm to let them play these games on modern platforms and now it's come full circle you can actually block by like licensed ports of these games that use that open source engine um mm. yeah it's kind of neat it's been so, so anyways, long since you've gotten to talk about the scum engine yeah i'm really happy, really happy for you john <laughs> <laughs> So, anyways, yeah, they're great because they're they're you know all, like there's just tons and tons of objects you can interact with and all kinds of ways you can interact with things. Like basically, as you're playing, you've got a list of verbs below you, so you can click something and a list of like verbs that you can do to it pop up, like look at, talk to, pick up, um, and there's all these like ridiculous, ridiculously hard puzzles based on like, uh, for instance, Monkey Island one. There's a puzzle where you have to like distract a seagull outside a restaurant so that you can um, like make the uh, cook you know leave so you can reach into the pot and like get a key out of it or something crazy like that like all these all these crazy little uh, puzzles. Mm-hmm. And the scripts are hilarious. Um, you know you get to interact with a lot of characters and they say all kinds of great funny things like there's a uh, there's a famous sword fight in Monkey Island 1 where you it's a fight of insults. Uh, they'll insult you and you have to pick the most damaging insult to return. Ooh. Uh. <laughs> it's, it's, there, I remember the bit that I played, you were talking to like a ship salesman who was like a used car salesman. Mm-hmm. The end. Yeah. Okay, so that's a guy. All right. Yep, that's a guy. <laughs> I'll be honest, I, I never beat one. Like, really, uh, good thing we're talking about two. Yeah, <laughs> that's, John. That's the worst part. Uh, <laughs> I hadn't played so, two. I just really want to talk Monkey Island. <laughs> an, an insult fight makes sense, but you know, because a point-and-click sword fight sounds like it could be the worst thing that they've ever come up with. So, uh, you know, that's good. They uh, they played to their strengths. 
But, yeah. uh, and it's pretty silly, the sword fight thing. Like, you know, like you fight like a dairy farmer. How appropriate. You fight like a cow, you know? Ooh. A, yeah. Wow. That is straight cheeky. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, you really got to you gotta carry us on this one, John. None of us have oh, played should, this. You know, how, should, how does this game relate to the Mac Classic, The Secret Island of Dr. Quandry? I have never heard of that game before, to be totally uh, honest. Awesome. What public school did you not go the, to, like, fancy Dr. man? Dr. Brain games? Those things were sweet. Yeah. I don't remember that at all. Go around an island solving fucking puzzles, and then eventually you have to make, like, a big stew and turn yourself from a monster back into a person and defeat Dr. Quandry? Come on, John. I thought that they would be right They were, like, Sierra own. games, I think. Yeah. Hmm. You know, I think they were, like, Mac exclusives in the 90s. You know, how do you not know about that? I don't um, know. You gotta be ashamed of yourself. That was the that was the point and click island game that I played. Uh, <laughs> you know, played it for fifteen minutes a day in like fourth grade. Killed it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No. Um, yeah, if you like games yeah. like Maniac Mansion, I do think that Monkey Island One is a lot of fun, and I'm sure Monkey Island Two is just as fun as Monkey Island One, uh, since they're both kind of similar games. Um, you know, crazy puzzles, lots of clicking, lots of verbs, lots of actions. Uh, now, is this one of those? Is this one of those adventure games where, like, if you fuck up just a little bit, you're just totally fucked? Yes. yes. Okay. <laughs> cause those are annoying. Cause like, I'd like uh, uh, what is it called? It's one of those like Space Ace or something, and like fucking. The, every time I get to the second screen, I die. It's like I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Yep. This is a game where you gotta save often. Shit, John. Uh, that's clutch. So is you know since it's 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 on the Scum Engine, which we previously discussed in our t- uh, discussion of Maniac Mansion. Let's just get down to game that tune brass tacks, my friend. Where's the microwave? Where's the dick? <laughs> <laughs> you know, let, let's really just get into it. Like you know, how much of George <laughs> Lucas's dick fits in that microwave in this game? Because uh, it, it's got to be more advanced than Maniac Mansion, quite frankly. Like, I, you know, at this point, because it's a later game, it's a little, a um, little bit <laughs> harder to do it. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a tougher puzzle to solve. How to get his dick in that microwave? Yeah, you know, what are the, what are the logical hoops you got to jump through? What items do you need in order to entice George Lucas's dick into the microwave? You need a unedited theatrical version of Star Wars Episode Four. Good and start. And you have to set a trap with that because he'll be drawn to it because he wants to edit it, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I like where this is going. Oh, this isn't right. <laughs> I better fix this. Yeah. There should be a monster, like a you know, just a lizard in this scene. <laughs> let, me just, let me just pick this up off the floor and digitally edit it. We really, then, we really should add Jar Jar to episode four. <laughs> then when he squats down on the floor, he squats into a pile of ice cubes, chilling his dick. <laughs> so then you have the, to get him near the microwave because he's, <laughs> yeah, he's got chili it. dick. And he's got... Goddamn <laughs> chili dick. Chili dick. <laughs> he's got, Hashtag you know, chili dick. A little chili willy on him. Yeah, I'd say chili uh, willy. <laughs> no, chili dick is a much better turn of phrase. It doesn't rhyme. Uh, <laughs> So once you know, once you're once you've got him in the same room as the microwave, 
with the uh, with the frozen penis, then <laughs> what is it that you have to do to get him to like forego the safety like the precautionary measure? Frozen. Because it was he bent down really slowly, and like the tip of it touched a pile of ice cubes. But, but no, but why does it need to be frozen? Why can't you just smash the dick in the <laughs> microwave without it being frozen? I feel like you you're see, adding an extra step. This is well, one yeah, of those I'm puzzles. I think. I'm assuming I think there's multiple point, right answers. He doesn't to want this to be puzzle. portrayed as slamming his dick in the microwave willingly. So you know he had like creative. Con- he had a creative control over this game, and they all knew about his dick slamming thing. And he's like, <laughs> hey, okay, yeah, we can put it in there, but like we got to make it seem like I was, you know, I was like seduced there by a ghost pirate or something. Or you know, <laughs> does I'm he not think just, that I'm- he's gonna warm his penis up in the microwave? Is that the no. trick? I thought so. John really didn't ever get us there, so. Because that does, I don't know. It's I, don't not, know. I, it's, I, I had a really hard time solving this puzzle. I always have to look it up on GameFAQs. There's a whole yeah. guy dedicated to getting his no, dick see, in the microwave. The key is you can't actually get him to go to the first microwave. You get him to go to the next microwave, the microwave with a dick hole in it. <laughs> That's the one that you want. So he's not slamming it in the microwave anymore. It's just a <laughs> microwave with a dick hole, <laughs> the dick hole. made for this. John, um, I, I believe those are technically called glory holes. I, yeah. Exactly. Uh, oh, um, microwave, man. I, I believe those microwaves are sold under the Chili Willy line. Mm-hmm. You have to unchilly yeah. your willy? Yeah, exactly. Here you go. Use a microwave. Radiation on your dick. That's Uses, wonderful. Uh, the trifecta Chili Willy uses three kinds of heat. <laughs> to, to thaw out your dick. <laughs> uh, it's George Lucas's personal brand of microwave. It was the original, like, Foreman grill. Like, you know, it was the Lucas microwave. <laughs> and, you know, it just didn't There's take this, like, off. like, pandemic going around where people are getting, like, cold dicks that they need to <laughs> quickly reheat. Like, oh, God, uh, I fell in the snow. <laughs> this is all your fault, John. You never got us into the Monkey Island discussion, so we had to talk <laughs> microwaves and dicks. I'm okay with it. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> tisk tisk. Uh, good tunes on there. It was pretty pretty obvious immediately that this was like, at the very least, a PC game. And then the tunes were just a little jaunty, just a little piratey. <laughs> like it, uh, this game made itself uh, very obvious very quickly. It also helped that Jesse guessed Monkey Island earlier, which put it in my mind. <laughs> so, thank you to Jesse on the assist. Um, did it but also yeah. help that the Neskimos have covered those first two tracks that I played? Who? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, sure, that helps. Whatever that sentence meant. Um, <laughs> wow. You know. Yeah. Uh, that's, a, that's a name I haven't heard in a long, long time, John. Um, more Star accurate, Wars that's, reference. A, that's a track I haven't listened to in a long, long time. Uh... They never actually formally released that one. They just made that live. But Yep. Yep. It's yeah. a great track. If you're into the Neskimos, seek out their cover of uh, their live cover of Monkey Island 2. At the beginning, you will hear a certain Jesse Moore in the audience yell, Monkey Island! It's, uh, <laughs> it's a classic jam. So maybe uh, it was a certain Jesse Moore. I didn't say it was you. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was the other Jesse Moore. Yeah. Um... But yeah, so uh, John, you got to keep us on track, or uh, I think it's time for the calculating computer, my friend. Calculating computer activated. Computers, beeps, 
Oops. What the heck? Scoring complete. This game's winner is... John Harrington. Hey! Fuck yeah! That's what I'm talking about. It's because I mentioned George Lucas slamming his dick in a microwave again, isn't it? Yes. Probably. Okay, That's instant good. win. <laughs> you know, you forgot. <laughs> we should have you know, planned this out a little bit better. You know, because he could have given it to David, Mr. Gets Everything Right, and then I was going to game over him for abandoning the show to anger shit during our Jewel Master discussion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Although, now that I know the secret, next episode's like, hey, we got David Fleming say, hey, George Lucas Lehman is dick in the microwave. Boom! <laughs> Boom! <laughs> show oh, over. man. Um, so, fantastic 90s episode. Uh, and I was thinking for the theme. You know, this 90s episode went so well that I think we just got to keep it going. I think the theme for the next episode should also be the 90s. So, uh... Okay. Oh, I guess. Yeah, if there's no objections. You know, uh, 92, typically following 91, still a number in the 90s. Therefore, the theme remains the 90s. So... Yeah. So, any game from just the whole decade of the 90s? The 90s, bro. No, okay, cool. uh, no restrictions cool. whatsoever. You know, free and easy, just like we did it tonight. Um, great game, great game, guys. Total, total blast. A lot of good games. A lot of, a lot of old school games. A lot of early '90s games. I was into it. Um, you know, a lot of fun. Uh, thanks to you guys for your selections. Thanks to everybody who tuned in live with us, uh, live on twitch.tv slash game that tune, facebook.com slash game that tune, and youtube.com slash game that tune. We appreciate the chatter in the old chat box. And, uh, you know, yeah, we had a, we had a blast tonight. So, uh, check us out there live every Wednesday night when we, uh, when we record our, uh, fantastic show here and then catch us in podcast form on Wednesday mornings where we sound a little bit better. We got a little bit more, uh, you know, finishing touches. We edit out some of the fuck ups that Johnny has and put a little background music in there. You know, we just, uh, we just zazz it up a little bit. So check that out, uh, wherever you get your podcast, probably iTunes or some shit. I don't know. Um... <laughs> You know, thank you to David Wyland for the Bible Adventures request. We can finally scratch that one off the list. Uh, Should we you thank like him for make... that? <laughs> no! <laughs> you know, but see, now he can't do it the next time he has to sit in on the show. <laughs> like, we've taken, you know, taken one from his back pocket, so that's good. Um, but if you would like to make your own request, uh, you can hit us up, uh, gamethattune at gmail.com. Uh, you know, find us on Twitter at Game That Tune. Uh, you know, we're always uh, we're always taking our taking DMs on there. Um, or you can go to uh, to Patreon. Patreon.com/slash/GameThatTune gets you priority requesting. If you uh, donate a little bit of money to the show, you get uh, your request picked over everyone else's. You know, we didn't get any Patreon requests that week. This week, that's why we had Bible Adventures. But, uh, you know, if you want your songs played on this show, Patreon.com is the best way to get it done. Go there, sign up with us. You get a lot of cool, fun mixtapes. You get uh, free play jingles and shit as bonus uh, ringtones. You get David's fantastic DKGTT rap. Uh, you know, we, uh, we're always having fun, and it's enabling us to do a lot of fun stuff. And uh, we want to say a special thanks to our Patreon super fan tier producers, Alex Messenger and Lance Revere. You guys are great, and thank you for your contributions to the show. 
Um, so yeah, check out patreon.com slash game that tune anytime you want. Cause, uh, you know, we're, uh, we're doing good things with the money. I don't think we're assholes. I mean, how can you be an asshole with the small amount of money that we make? Uh, <laughs> you know, we actually True. put it into the, we put it into the show, so it's good. And then, yeah, you should hit us all up on Twitter. Uh, follow me on Twitter at jgangsta187. Follow John Regan on Twitter at microwave underscore dick. Yes. Follow <laughs> Jesse Moore on Twitter at Sega underscore legend. And follow David Fleming, not the winner tonight, uh, on Twitter at DFD Fleming. Yes. So um, we're going out with bonus tunes. I'm trying to remember what my bonus tunes are. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, it, my bonus tunes are fantastic title theme from a game that i almost selected for tonight's show it's another uh nes classic it's the title theme from the flintstones the rescue of dino and hoppy so peace (laughs) out everybody Tailspin is copyright 1991, the Walt Disney Company, and Capcom Company Limited. Metroid 2 Return of Samus is copyright 1991, Nintendo of America Incorporated. Bible Adventures is copyright 1991, Wisdom Tree. Jewel Master is copyright 1991, Sega Games Company Limited. Monkey Island 2 LeChuck's Revenge is copyright 1991, LucasArts Entertainment Company LLC. But yeah, great game tonight. <laughs> John, ban this fucking guy from the chat real quick. Um. You know, he's fucking distracting me as I'm trying to bring the show home. <laughs> Shit. Uh, so, oh, yeah. <laughs> Bitch, please. Like, <laughs> motherfucker, you're eight years old and you ain't got no setup. Like, where's your Patreon, young man? Like, <laughs> you got nothing. You I read suck, young him. man. <laughs> Can we just have, like, a series of hand puppets reenacting George Lucas slamming his dick into a microwave yeah one puppet for the microwave the other puppet's actually just a dick so it might get us banned from youtube <laughs> but we, and... we should have an episode where we're just puppets yeah it's like big but he wishes to be a muppet i wish i was a muppet <laughs> You really need to talk to somebody. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
<laughs> Whatever your problems are, they're not gonna be solved. <laughs> You're becoming a monster. <laughs> My magic can't fix you. <laughs>